Welcome to Christchurch Winchester's Lockdown Lowdown podcast. And this week, we're going behind the scenes of all things environmental. It's Lent, and so a good chance to rethink what we do on a daily basis. And I'm joined today by Felicity McEdery and Christina McLeod, both who are on a creation care course. Welcome, both of you. Tell us more about what Lent means to each one of you. I think Lent is a time for reflecting um, on our Christian life and how we deal with God's creation is just one of the very important facets of um, our discipleship. People tend to think about Lent as a time to give everything up. And yes, we do have some great ideas about Lent carbon fasts, things like that. We had one in the news sheet a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I think it's also a, a positive time. What could we take up and start doing that is actually going to be about caring more for God's creation? I think it means taking time out to show love and compassion for other people and help us to support one another in the way we care for the amazing world that we have been given. So it sounds to me like a good time to rethink what we're doing. I think Lent could be just a time to kickstart some different behaviours, some different ways of doing things, um, perhaps looking at the biblical basis for why we're caring so much for creation. It needs to become part of our day-to-day behaviour, really. And it's about taking one or two small steps Um, Ruth Valerio has very much emphasised this and other people will have heard her speak. Don't feel overwhelmed, just take a step at a time and then you'll take another step and another step. And it's just fantastic to think that we could be engaged as partners with God in actually caring for his creation. I mean, it's a joy. I think we, we need to look at the positives. Following on from that, I always think of the little thing about the mosquito, because you always think, well, I've taken that bit of plastic and put it in the bin. But is that really going to make such an issue? But if you think of how much one little mosquito biting you can really make a big reaction, that one little thing can help change. And and as we work together, there'll be a tipping point where people do do the things and they'll be thought of as normal. And we've got such an opportunity, really, with things being so different with COVID, which has obviously had, you know, terrible impacts on some people but it's given us a chance to think about what our new normal ought to be and to engage with um, changing things doing things differently embedding different ways of behaving and I read one quote that was really precious and it's from a guy called James Beth he's a, a US advisor on climate change and he wrote I used to think that top environmental problems were biodiversity loss, ecosystem collapse and climate change. I thought that 30 years of good science could address these problems. I was wrong. The top environmental problems are selfishness, greed and apathy. And to deal with these, we need a cultural and spiritual transformation. And we scientists don't know how to do that. I know for me and my household, sometimes the whole environmental issue is is just too overwhelming. I think there are two aspects, perhaps. Yes, we need to do things in our own households. And as Christina was saying, the more people take small steps, it adds up. 
But the other side of the coin is that we need to influence our policymakers. We need to think about how do we talk to our MP, to our councils, to the government, you know, and respond and say that this is important to us and we want them to do something about it. And of course, we've got COP26, um, the climate summit in Glasgow at the end of the year. And I just feel this is something we should really be engaging and praying about. It's about loving your the policymakers rather than writing and trying to persuade them. It's by my, maybe sending them a packet of tissues that are environmentally made and saying, we love our planet. We'd love you to use these. These are far more environmental. Can you try and influence mm. or making them a mask that says we want our fresh air? I'd love to have pure air to breathe, that kind of thing. If we're coming at this as Christians, we come at it from loving our neighbours, don't we? We, Or at least we certainly try to live up to that. I can't say that, you know, I always perhaps do remember that, but it's, it's very important. And of course, the other aspect of caring about all this is that wider, um, that wider context, our neighbours all around the world um, who are actually suffering the, the real already dire effects of climate change, which is through no fault of their own. We're the ones who've messed up. So it's about being honest about that, I think. And as you say, Christina, doing what we want to do in love for them. This issue is so important. It's actually the fifth mark of mission. I've heard Bishop Tim say that um, actually it really ought to be the first mark of mission. And it's the kind of lens through which we look at all the other marks of mission. And I think it's also very interesting to look at it from a missional point of view, um, particularly um, thinking about our young people. Apparently, a tier fund study recently has um, found that only one in 10 young Christians think their church is doing enough to respond to the climate emergency. And what an opportunity we have to draw young people in to what we feel is so important about creation care and how that is so much part of what we are as Christians. And Felicity, do you feel that having a house group where you maybe worked on the same topic together so that you could engage it, so you can encourage one another to be able to do that, it helps inspire yeah. you? That's a great opportunity, I think. Um, if people just want to chat about it, um, but there are also some specific sort of study courses and things that a house group might choose to do for a few weeks. What do you think about doing one thing a term as the environmental thing for that? Term? Only it only has to be tiny, mm. but it's a still a fantastic step if you're not that way thinking. I think that that is good, but I suppose we are talking about a climate emergency. We can't hang about too long. I think we have to take some fairly, um, you know, enthusiastic steps, shall I say. Here we are also in the middle of fair trade fortnight, and so much of it seems to dovetail with what we're looking at environmentally. It is about social justice. It's about paying people fairly for the things that we consume um, and it's 
the good thing about fair, the fair whole fair trade approach is that not only do they try and do that, but they also pay a premium so that local communities can decide for themselves how to spend that. And I think quite a lot of the spending is going on how to deal with climate change that's affecting them, maybe planting more trees, helping with education and schools for their um, children, learning about different ways of managing agriculture that can be more sustainable with climate change coming on stream. So there's all those kind of links, really, between creation care and how we care, you know, about the people within creation. So how would each of you sum up what it means to you to keep the environmental issues high up the agenda? I think we have to remember that it's God's planet and it's a and it's beautiful and by showing Christian love to something that our God created is going to be such a good witness to others around. Yes, God created it and he saw that it was good. If God loves it, then surely we should be loving it too and caring for it and and seeing ourselves as part of his creation. We're not in charge of it, we're there to help care for it and look after it. <laughs>